Tutu. Hi, Thank How you. are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for joining us today on In Every Season podcast. Um, it's really nice to get the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. So for the listeners, if you could please introduce yourself and let's get to know you a bit better. Okay, my name is Titilayo Majekotumi. Um, I'm a wife and a mother to three children and I live here in the UK. All right, and um, profession, what do you do? What's your industry area? Okay, I work as a clinical project manager. So um, I work in research and development, mm-hmm. developing new medicines for people. And hopefully they'll cure people and eliminate certain types of diseases. That's so interesting. So you're both beauty and brains. I know you, so I know that you're beauty and your brains as well. So I don't get <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> gosh so um yeah so this season thank you for joining us today on our new season so season two our first um few episodes where we were talking about being young and widowed and now we're looking at different stories so if you could just introduce your own story and um let the listeners know a bit of background story and you know why we've invited you here today to to share um okay um Thank you, first and foremost, Abby, for having me. It's um, a a pleasure. So um, a bit about me, my story is that um, I I married my husband, Kole, um, mid-20s, and uh, we had our first daughter, Tommy, Mm -hmm. and then we had our second daughter, um, Toyosi, three years after that, and and then... um, about five, I think five five when Tommy was five I think yeah um, no Toyosi so that's the second born when she was five mm-hmm. five or six so <laughs> we had um our third child so mm-hmm. um and um, we were really elated because we had two daughters and we checked and it was a boy mm-hmm. and you know it was just nice I mean whatever God gives us we're grateful but it, yes. it was you know nice to have a mm-hmm. son as well mm-hmm. and at that time my husband was working as an expatriate abroad mm-hmm. um so um and we myself and the children were living here in the UK and um you know the pregnancy was really really it was quite easy it was you know good I was working and it was really such a it was a it was a good time um I did have um a scary dream which in hindsight I kind of see it was related but then and it freaked me out but to be honest but the actual fact is that I thought well loads of people have scary genes when they're mm. pregnant anyway and they say your hormones are all over the place so mm. you know I just prayed about it and, and tried not to focus on that mm-hmm. um anyway fast forward to when um his name um the baby was due mm-hmm. and his name is to- oh his name was Toby rather mm-hmm. um he was born on the 26th of um, June 2016 mm-hmm. and um, sh- um, 
shortly before his birth, I had requested to be induced uh, for labour because he was overdue Mm -hmm. and both my girls were overdue Mm -hmm. and and then also my husband only had a short window in the country for Mm -hmm. his... um, um, until yeah until he had to go back for work for I think about three weeks or a month so if I was already overdue anyway you know my husband get induced and um so um I was induced for labor I had a pessary then anyway um labor got started but they noticed that um during labor the heart rate of the baby kept dipping and rising, dipping and rising. And um, I didn't think too deeply about it. Um, I wasn't really scared. But after it happened for several hours, um, I began to think, okay, something's up. And, And the nurses were beginning to get a bit, you know, apprehensive. So I said, you know, perhaps at this stage, it's been going on for so long. Why don't I have a C-section? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, based on my history um, with the girls, I deliver quite quickly. Perhaps that's not the way forward. Don't worry about it. And they will do a fetal a fetal head scalp. Um, that's where they will take um, some blood from the head of the baby. Mm-hmm. So they have to actually go inside and scrape the hair and try and, you know, try and put their finger right up and get a sample and analyse a sample. And that will determine uh, if the baby's distressed, the level of oxygen within the baby, and then they will determine if they can get the baby out. So... Um, this, so I got, I started, I, I got induced and was in labour very early in the afternoon. And so this, by the time it was night, like we're talking about 9, 10 p.m., that's when they decided, okay, let's do this fetal heart scalp or situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they took a sample and they said, oh, oh, well, the machine messed up and wasn't able to analyse this sample. Uh, and at this stage, you know, the, the the heart rate was really dipping and rising yeah. for, so when it dips, it's for a long time, and, yeah. you know, at this stage, I was just like, you know, we need to get this baby out, and they called a consultant obstetrician in, and, you know, at this point, it was really getting critical. Anyway, by the time they came back and said, oh, we need to get another sample, I was ready to push. So, um, I delivered... Toby, um, as I mentioned, on the 26th of mm-hmm. June 2016, and fit, healthy boy, mm-hmm. and Abga's score of nine when he came out, mm-hmm. and I think they do it within a few minutes, nine, anyway, it was around the nine ten mark, okay. because he came out crying, okay. and okay. Um, they put him to me for chest to chest, and he nozzled, and he began, began to suck. as they do so um after a while i just noticed a few minutes he went quiet and um when that happened i mean obviously they were trying to kind of stitch me up i think i had a a first degree a little tear or something Mm -hmm. like that um i said i called out i said to my husband um he seems a bit quiet could you just check so my husband he then told the midwife that, you know, alerted the midwife that, look, he just seems a bit quiet. Anyway, the midwife then picked him up off me, and before I knew it, it was like a scene of ER, or, you know, or this, literally, 
the room was filled with people. So she must have hit the buzzer. And all of a sudden, it became a big panic scene. We we had we just didn't know what we we were just blinking like it yeah, was the most horrific scene. It was the most horrific scene in my entire life. Like mm. it was awful. So um, what had happened is that he had he completely shut down and he needed to be resuscitated. Mm. And even at the hospital we, where we were, they were not equipped enough to literally bring someone back to life. Mm. So. Immediately had to put him in an ambulance and take him to a specialist hospital. Mm-hmm. And so my husband dashed, obviously with him, and went with him. Mm-hmm. And I was just left there shaking. Mm-hmm. At my, I don't know. Time stood still. I think that was one of the first instances to me when time stands still. Like mm-hmm. I had no. It was silent. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very silent. I don't. Things were just happening around me. Mm-hmm. I don't know when my mom walked in. I don't know parents walked in I could hear my mom telling me to stop shaking stop shaking stop shaking try to stop shaking because if you keep shaking this way they're going to give you something to calm you down and mm. you know working in the medical profession I'm like I don't want to give me anything <laughs> so I don't know how that part of my brain kicked in but I kind of controlled myself and stopped shaking mm. and I think from then our lives were kind of transfer um transitioned into uh, a series of events that I, I could I, I will never forget for the rest of my life. Hmm. You described it like the way you described it, I just have um just such a vivid picture. So thank you for going into so much detail. So from that point on, um first of all we stop at that point and how did you feel? Did was there even a time for you to think to be like what is going on because it must have like you said felt so surreal so what were your thoughts at that time if any first of all I couldn't understand what was happening then um so uh, just to summarize what happened he shut down and needed resuscitation and then he was resuscitated in a specialist hospital but mm-hmm. what happened um there was lack of oxygen to the brain and as a result of that he couldn't do anything that he was doing before so he couldn't cry he couldn't Mm. suck he had to be continuously tube fed he couldn't even breathe alone initially so Mm. it was just so traumatic so when initially that happened I, i was i was i was I was thrown into dismay. I just, I couldn't understand. I was heartbroken. I was confused. I, I, I was scared. I was, I just didn't understand what was going on, mm. to be honest. I just didn't understand. Mm. And then in terms of next stages, so then what happened when he was sent to the specialist hospital and time going like, um, how long did you spend in the hospital, etc., and go on? So just okay. So um, in summary, basically, he was in hospital for almost three months, two and a half months, mm-hmm. and then he was discharged home. But even when he was discharged home, he was discharged home on all sorts of medications. As I mentioned, he had to be on a machine which tube fed him, mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, 
he also needed to be suctioned so he couldn't swallow mm-hmm. and didn't have a gag or reflex so um we had to use this machine to um suction out mucus from him um and he couldn't cry um yeah it was just it was tough um eventually um on the 26th of december 2016 to six months after he was born he actually passed away oh my gosh and what was you know yeah what's the lead up to that what did that look like because you said he was discharged um, at three months, so three months he was at home and you guys were caring for him 24 hours around the clock. Yeah, it was really tough and we were praying and believing that he would be healed, but there was just so much emotions tied to it. So I think initially after, I, I don't know if it was after I got over the shock, I was still in shock throughout the period and traumatised, but I think as I realised I think by week two, I realized, okay, you know, this is what is happening. Mm. You know, he's poorly. I have to deal with this situation, this matter. Mm -hmm. I think I went into this kind of mindset of why me? What have I done? God, Mm -hmm. why are you punishing me? Mm. I'm just trying to serve you. You know, those kind of questions. And I remember my dad saying to me, why not you? And I think that was the first time a light bulb went off in my head gone I, I i didn't expect him to say that actually mm-hmm. and i didn't think of it like actually why not you are you any special than anybody else or do you think that you're immune to circumstances of life happening mm-hmm. to you and um i think that was an awakening also i think um, going through that experience, it brought me to my knees mm. um, in a really, really different way. Mm. Um, I, it was such a journey because you go through, I think I've never listened to so many messages in my life at one point in time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, you know, when you're going through stuff, that's when you have to um, be still. Mm. You have to, so I, I, I shut down from everybody. Nobody could literally contact me. My focus was just expressing milk, praying, and just trying to get some sort of sense and understanding as to why I'm going through this. God, I can't take this pain. My heart is breaking, you know, that sort of thing. So it was a time of rediscovering myself with God even though I didn't realize it Mm. um the question that I have for you is you already explained that during that time that you were at home with Toby that you were listening to messages and just praying and caring for him so when it came that you know he passed away how did that feel because yeah tell us please um, that's quite interesting because, first of all, my husband and I, we never saw that coming. It sounds really strange because mm-hmm. we had, obviously, the medics had kind of told us that, you know, that sort of condition, you know, the life expectancy, it's, it could go 
here or there, but, you know, mm-hmm. don't expect anything. And then quality of life is going to be poor. It will impact your whole family, which it did. And do you understand? It was yeah. just not a nice situation. But we never, ever, ever believed that. We just always trusted that, you know, God will heal him somehow. So mm-hmm. when he passed away, it was numbing. Mm. So the silence was kind of deafening. Mm. I hope if, if you understand what that yeah. means, it was, it was just, I guess what me because I had just been praying, believing God was going to yeah. heal him in a physical, in a physical, in a physical. Yeah. When that happened, I, 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 I just, I couldn't understand it. It was. I wasn't angry. I was numb. I was just mm. numb because you know you had gone. I had gone through so much. You know, pregnancy, traumatic birth, immediately thrust into this situation where I'm traumatized and looking after him, being like a full-time carer. Bear in mind, we have two other children mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then the ultimate situation happened, which we weren't expecting, was that he passed away and we were kind of, I had already in my mind kind of just settled with the fact, even though I was praying for his healing, that I'll just kind of manage him in that condition and Mm. I don't know if I'll ever go back to what, you know, you kind of start, um, you kind of start planning things to just live an awkward life even though God has greater plans for you. But I just thought, well, here's where I am. I'm going to deal with it like this. So when that happened, it, I was heart, heartbroken, heartbroken, but we were just numb, like like our emotions were just, we were just so numb. I think we we're just going through the motions. We weren't just numb, numb, is what I could say. And then what about the, the girls as well? Like, how did they take it um god's grace abounds and we've just seen it in their life he's just so amazing tommy who was much older she we she she didn't take too well to it at all at all she literally when we so um on the day he passed away we asked our parents we called out he it was early hours in the morning so we alerted our parents and they came to take the girls but obviously the ambulance we had to call the ambulance round and um so when the ambulance took him and then eventually we came home later that evening as we walked into our parents house um our elders said to us where's toby and um we kind of looked at each other and we said, um, he's not here, he's gone. And she said, gone where? And we just said, um, he died. And she screamed, she let out a scream that I've never heard ever. I don't want to hear that kind of scream. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a very composed little girl, very, very composed. And we just had to wrap our arms around her and just kind of just comfort her. And Toya Mama, she was a younger. She was just blinking, blinking, blinking. Because I don't think she could just understand the situation. Well, I thought she didn't understand the situation, mm. but actually she did understand mm. the situation. Mm. I can tell you about that. I, I, I think as I 
tell you a bit more. I'll, I'll refer back to how I understand, how I gathered that she did understand the situation. But she was just blinking. Yeah. So that's how it affected them. Yeah. Um, so why not? You've already introduced that part. So go on, tell us a bit more. And tell um, so I guess uh, why I said that um, later on it it showed that it affected Toya in a different way is because you know fast forward to where we are now. God is so awesome, and um, I I don't think in this world or even in eternity to come I can ever express how grateful I am mm. because he didn't have to do it but mm. he has been gracious to us and we have had another son mm, and his name is Oluwadori Timi and we're so, we're so grateful for that mm-hmm. so while I was pregnant with Rotimi Toyo she kept, she was encouraging me and I didn't even know I needed that she kept telling me, like literally she can tell me um I think she would tell me about 50 times a day. In fact, it got so much, I was like, stop it. She'll say, mommy, you're the best mommy in the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mommy, you're the best mommy mm-hmm. in the world. You're just, and that was her way. I figured out, now seeing her relationship with her baby brother, yeah. I figured out that that was her way of saying thank you for going again. Because I always mm-hmm. say that, I'm just, like, mm-hmm. literally, it was... I'm so grateful you're going again. I'm thank you, mummy, mummy. Or the, like, literally, she used to tell me twenty four seven. Like, if she wakes up in the morning, mummy, you're the. I'm like, same morning. Don't tell me that. And literally, she look at me for no reason. Mummy, you're the best mummy in the world. I love you, mum. Like, literally. And uh, as soon as Reti me was born, like within a week or two, she stopped saying that. Can you imagine? And then all her focus till date is on Rotimi like she like they are just like in love with each other like it's amazing yeah so that um, is so beautiful and that you know just even when you were saying it I was smiling and it was emotional as well for me just to hear that because it's so beautiful after going through something so traumatic and you know, your heart goes out to your kids, especially when they experience something traumatic. But to see their hearts happy again, um, it's just it's just beautiful to see. Um, it is, and and I sorry to interrupt. I didn't realize how much it affected them because mm-hmm. they kind of got on with school, um, here and there. We had obviously an occasion where um i was told tommy was upset and crying in school Mm -hmm. that she missed her brother but toyo didn't really say much Mm -hmm. but it was afterwards the way they handle their brother now Mm -hmm. that i can see that they how god has been gracious and the hurt that they Mm -hmm. had how it's been restored but you know it never ever takes away the fact that it happened no 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 it it, and that's another thing that I'm really grateful that you um, pointed to that a lot of times you know when something like this happens if somebody has another child um, you know people looking out on the outside who haven't experienced such will be like oh it's okay now yes it is okay but you know that herd is still there and you know people are irreplaceable so you always still have that little bit of you know pain for that you know your loved one that's passed away but um you, you're also looking to see what you have and being thankful for that like you like you've just expressed as well 
absolutely you know god has made every single person that he gives life to unique no two people are the same mm. whether they're identical twins mm. or not so yes god has given us another son but that's somebody else yeah. and toby would always be toby yeah. and just the experience just the brokenness yeah. and, you know the journey alone um we can never forget it we can never forget him and like you said we're we're so grateful for the joy that has been restored and the joy rating is and the joy he brings to our life mm-hmm. but you know we often or I often have quiet moments where I reflect and and it happens a lot actually even you know it's just interesting because sometimes when I want to react or when I you know forget things I would ask myself "Hmm, if Toby were here would you would you behave like this mm. and i think that actually puts life into perspective mm. because i think that as a result of him coming it's bigger than him just coming and passing away and god giving yeah. us a new son it's more about character building yeah. sometimes only god knows what he can put you through he knows you can handle it but to to bring you out and make you like like gold right to refine you like mm. gold and sometimes you're looking from the outside you think oh my gosh that is harsh why on like did i have to go through that just to learn how to i don't know keep my mouth shut mm. or, but sometimes yes because god is your creator and he knows how to get you mm. to be the person he wants to be and i also think in terms of empathy mm. understanding other people being there for other people unless you've walked a particular path yeah. no matter how sympathetic you are you cannot deeply deeply understand what they're going through yeah. and himself is not going to physically come down from heaven and help everyone um, individually, although he did send his son Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> but even Jesus Christ was at one particular place yeah. in a time, in a moment of time, and he wasn't everywhere at the same time. Yeah. As such, he deposited his Holy Spirit in us, and we are his workmanship. And unless we have gone through a situation, that's the only way we can truly understand and empathize with another person who's going through the same thing and that's the only way they're really going to listen and give you air because they know that you're not talking out of sympathy Mm. but actually talking from a place of being there and having dealt with the issue and going with each yeah yeah that is so true preach you know that you've had rotini but aside from that um what are the other things that were birthed through um this painful experience um, okay, so one of the things that um, we do as a family is that we, the two major hospitals that um, Toby was um, affiliated with, um, we try to go there every month or okay. at least as often as we can to give, um, it's called a Toby Care Pack. And in mm-hmm. that pack, we put useful things that I found useful at that time and just a little scripture saying that um, 
God has loved you with an everlasting love and he will never leave you or forsake you. Mm. And we put a teddy bear in a gift box. Um, we actually put a pen and a notepad for the mum because um, during those times, you'd have the time that you have to know when to give medication and when to give feed. It's, everything is regimented Mm -hmm. so I found having a notepad a notepad and pen at that time was quite useful just Mm -hmm. a few other useful items that were of help to me then we put in a box and um, you know we've had feedback to suggest from people who have received it that you know it's been a blessing and I think that for me that has just touched my heart Mm -hmm. Um, also I think and then in terms of my walk with God and my faith, I'm still on a journey, but um, having written me back and gone going through that situation, it's shown me that even in the deepest, darkest valley, where you feel, where is God? Mm. Am I alone? Have I, has he abandoned me? He has never abandoned me me or anyone who might be listening to this he's always there and it's like that poem um is it footprints Mm -hmm. when you could only see two prints in the sand that's when god was carrying you and you know it's only you know at that point you're broken but it's only in future and when you look back that the pieces start to make sense and Mm -hmm. you realize that oh God did it for this purpose. He did it for this purpose. And guess what? Another thing is that some mm. questions you will never ever get an answer this side of eternity. Mm. And I've come to accept that yeah. that God is awesome. He's ultimate. And it's when we see him face to face that we'll get an answer. Also, my belief in eternity is so much more real like before i knew yeah 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 there's a heaven but by the time you lose someone Mm -hmm. dear to you Mm. you realize that you've only got the scriptures to really hold on to and then you believe and trust god that actually this side of eternity is the rehearsal and Mm. eternity is actually the real play the Mm. real the real deal so my my belief is that my prayer is that one day I will meet God, my maker, face to face and be in heaven so that mm-hmm. I can also meet Toby. Mm-hmm. So it, I want to work out my um, faith with fear and trembling so that I can actually um, get to meet him and meet God as my creator. So I guess that's another thing that it has that has happened to me. I'm more reflective. Mm-hmm on life yeah. before I didn't really I knew I'm living life I'm grateful to God for my breath I'm great, but now like literally I am grateful to God for every single day I actually understand that life is a gift yeah 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 that's so true and I remember you um going back to when you said um you can't have all your questions answered on this side of eternity I know that helped me with a, a lot um, when my husband passed away. you That's what you said to me, you know, there's questions. Yes, God will answer some, but some of them you won't get. And that kind of has to be okay. Um, but then there's that hope, like you mentioned, 
that one day you'll be on the other side and all those questions you probably have you probably won't want to answer them but at least or you won't want to ask them but at least even you know you just get to meet your creation will un our creator and will understand but yeah it's so so beautiful the way you put it um so the last question that i have for you now is what help or advice would you give to someone going through you know maybe the loss of a child or loss of someone close to them and also um that of their friends as well like what support can people give because sometimes people don't know what to do um although they can't feel the hurt for that person and they can't take that away but they don't know what else they can do and the person who is going through um whatever it is can't won't be able to say oh i need this i need that so what would be your advice to first anyone going through um something like this and then secondly the people around them who love them and want to help them um okay so if you're going through um that sort of situation or something similar i would say don't give up draw close to god um i remember at the heat of the pressure i said you know what this is getting too much i i barely can sleep nothing's improving his condition is you know just stagnant you know we, both my husband and i couldn't work you know it was just unbearable um and i decided that okay i, I only have god I, and i started rising at five literally i go to bed at i don't know one two and i rise up at five in the morning and i would just i would just kneel down and weep literally no words i, I was so broken he is working something out he has not forgotten you no matter how long it takes hold on to him he is with you he will never leave you or forsake you. it sounds like that just because oh yeah everything is restored he didn't have to do it and it was a journey for me and um even in even through the the pregnancy for for rotimi you know i'm i'm i had challenges at the childbirth as well so mm. it wasn't just a walking path but what i'm just trying to say is just hold on to him he will come through you will see you will smile at the end of this i don't know how because but one day you will smile and you will look back and you will say God was with me here. He will always come to you at your breaking point. That's mm. one thing I've noticed. Like mm. when you feel like I, I can't, like you're just about to give up mm. and just like literally fall faint, something will happen. He mm. will come through for you. And for those um, who, um, also, yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't ever feel you can't be broken um to god i think it's it, it says god is looking for a broken and contrite spirit sorry mm. i'm not one of those who know mm. <laughs> how to quote scriptures <laughs> but yeah so um just be you in front of him mm. he, he 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 will come through for you and i'm sorry apologies for those who um are not christians or who are members of other religions i'm just talking from my perspective yeah. so apologies oh, no. about that. No, no, for that yeah um i'm just saying what helped me yes. and um for those who want to offer support to others just be a listening ear just be around them like literally you can come and say nothing just just hang out just just 
even though this the situation is bleak, just you know, come round if they have kids, maybe take their kids for a meal and you know, um I had friends, bless them, who would come and pick up my kids for me during the summer holiday. Mm-hmm. Summer holidays and just and th- those were the two bigger kids so yeah. that we can be in a hospital and you know, not have to worry about the other bigger children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just be thoughtful, I would say, and just be close to them. That That's all you can do. I think they would appreciate that. And obviously from afar, pray for them. Yeah, yeah. Such, such good advice, wisdom there. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it was nice. I know that I've, I've heard your story before in bits, but I haven't heard the full... Um, I haven't heard it in full like this, so I'm really appreciative of you sharing. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I can tell you that even your journey and what you've gone through has allowed you to help people, namely myself, because a lot of the things that you have said um, are from your experience. And, um, you know, those are things that have helped me through tough times. So, I'm really thankful for you for sharing your um, story today and um, yeah, I know that it will be a blessing to so many people like it has been a blessing to me. Uh, thank you so much, Abby. I'm really, really grateful. That, and like you said, I hope it can be a blessing to someone and just thank you for letting me be a part of your life. Oh, no problem. It, it definitely will be. I don't know about you, but Titi's story is both heart-wrenching and hopeful. To see the journey and how it played out, that beauty can really come. What especially got me is when she was questioning and asking why, and her dad said, why not? That's deep. Because we're Christians, we're not immune to suffering because of that. But rather, we have a faith that goes beyond our circumstantial comfort. Think about that. Another place where my heart was softened was to hear how the children's joy in you know, having a new little brother wrote to me and how thankful they were for their parents. Imagine the bravery it takes to try again after experiencing such heartache and trauma. I really thank Titi and her family for sharing the story and I hope it was helpful and a blessing to you in some way or the other. Again, um, thank you for listening to us in Every Season Podcast. Feel free to drop us an email at everyseasonpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow me on social media, um, Made Wonderful, um, on Instagram. Take care. Thanks for listening.